0: You can have big buildings, you can have some cool things, but you will not know the power. We have a power outage problem in the body of Jesus Christ. It appears we're taking ground, but we got big buildings, no power. Big platforms, no power. What I love about the Holy Spirit is you could be in a prison. With no lights, no music, no PA, but two guys crying out to the Holy Spirit before you know it. There's a revival in there. You could be in Miami and not have all the stuff. Ohio, but you understand you can call on the name of Jesus. And before you know it, the Holy. <laughs> have you ever been somewhere where there's been a power outage? Isn't it weird? Where it's like, man, then you knew where everything was. All of a sudden the power goes out. That's what the devil would love to do. Keep you in the dark about the things of God that really can change your life. We had a a power outage um, where Laura and I live not too long ago. And it was crazy because we had all of our kids at their um, assigned seats in our house, which is like Ava up here, Charlie out here, roaming down the basement, doing what they do. And the power went out. I'm talking about pitch black. And within five minutes, all of our kids... To the couch that me and Laura were on. It was just so funny because we're sitting there and it was pitch black. And I remember looking at the kids and Roman was like, Dad, can you get a water out of the fridge? I'm like, you go, son. I think it's over there, but I can't be sure. <laughs> it's like we've lived in this house for a long time. No, every square inch of this house. But the moment there's no power, we're like this. That's why it's so weird when people talk about the Holy Spirit stuff. And they always want to be together because the opposite effect is what happens when the Holy Spirit really moves. He doesn't bring people together like this. He fills them and he sends them and he fills them and he sends them. But we sat there for a while and the moment the power came back on, all of our kids, right back to their corners. So funny, it didn't matter what we had in that house, how good our TV is, we didn't know where it was, how great our refrigerator was, we couldn't find our way there. This is what it's like to be a Christian without the power of the Holy Spirit. You have so much You have access to, you have every right to understand how much God has for you, but it takes a desire to say, Holy Spirit, open up my eyes to something that I might be missing because I want more of you in my life. Come on, if you're with me tonight, say amen. Say, I need that. Lord have mercy. We're almost done. Close number two. I got a request for you tonight as well as you leave here because I've seen some amazing Faith-filled people at this conference by the way every VU volunteer shout out to you for being unbelievably epic Can we just take a moment and give every volunteer the biggest hand we have? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You will never know the impact you've had opening a door Turning on a light cleaning a toilet in heaven. You will know But I just want to forewarn you what's going to happen. This is a request. Please do not let this age of critical analysis lead to spiritual paralysis in your life. Let me give you this disclaimer. Being spirit led by nature, it is not normal. It is not culturally acceptable. And it will change the way people see you. But it's worth it. Sips tea. Because what happens is you leave a place like this filled with this big expectation of what God can do. And you can forget that outside the four walls of the church, what we do, this is illogical. People will pick your faith apart. Even in church, you gotta be careful when you talk about your miracles around some people because they're not on the same page as you. And not only do you have to worry about the people outside the church, but if you're next to somebody in church who doesn't understand the Holy Spirit like you do, you could be like, Man, the Holy Spirit showed up and he, he healed me. And they could be like, Well, it might have just been Sudafed. You know, it's like before you know it, we have this onslaught of this cultural phenomenon called everybody has an opinion. And you start talking about what you believe and before you know it you find out wow people don't believe this is real People don't believe that healing is real people don't believe that we can speak in tongues People don't believe that God really loves it before you know it. What does it create a hesitant generation? Because this critical analysis of people who don't think like you and believe like you are now dictating what you actually do So when you leave here you need to be prepared for this people are not gonna understand my life and I'm gonna live it anyway I'm going to pray for things they cannot see. I'm going to believe for things that they don't think are logical, and I'm okay with that. Even if it costs me a job, even if I have to leave some relationships, I will not allow, allow other people to dictate what I believe. I remember I got this memo early as a Christian. I got saved, and nobody really messed with me, but the moment I started to really believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was for real, and I started talking about that's when my friends started to chirp. remember one of my friends who was just like, relentless on me he was like carl i can't believe not only have you become a jesus guy but on top of that i bet you believe in the tongue don't you i'm like i'm not sure what the tongue is but if you are referring to speaking in tongues yes i do believe in that he's like man i can't believe first of all you even go to church you realize that's not a thing like churches are filled with people who are so intellectually weak that they need a crutch and i was like well if you're gonna criticize get it right we don't just need a crutch in church we are so broken and so desperate we need a whole wing of a hospital for god to fix us so do not get it twisted okay so if you're gonna make fun of us do it right we need everything that god has to offer we can't live a day without him a crutch? what are you talking about things i just can't believe your church you know it's like a So it's a really weird place. And so my only recourse was either to invite him or headbutt him. And I said, well, why don't you just come to my church then? I mean, if it's so fake and it's so filled with fake people, I mean, why don't you just show up? I mean, nothing can happen, right? Just show up. I mean, it is what it is. He's like, okay, I'll come. Can't wait to see this with my own eyes. And in my head, I'm thinking I'm going to bring him to a service. It's going to be epic. The worship will be good. The sound will be right. Because, you know, when you bring friends, the sound always goes wrong brother tommy will not be there that sunday y'all know brother tommy he's the one that hugs you for 10 seconds way too long i just prayed all that stuff wouldn't happen i walk into church with my friends and it just so happened that an old testament prophetic dude was the guest speaker and for for those of y'all who are not hip to this game prophets are mean and they're grumpy and they're awesome okay and we still believe that the gift of prophecy is functioning in the church today it has been abused it has been misused and i'm believing that god's going to raise up a new generation of young men and women that will prophesy the right way we need it in the church but i walked in i'm like man i can't believe That on this night, I got the biggest critic on earth, and there's this guy, and he got up there. He did not care about being cool. He doesn't care about even using the word lit in a sentence. Like He didn't care about anything. He just got up there, and y'all, when I tell you this man was anointed, he started going to work. The kind of prophecy gift he had was the ability to walk up to somebody and read their mail. We believe that God can speak to people about other people without their permission. And he just started going through the crowd and you know some people were like ducking because he would look through the crowd but you know me i was new i was like i'm trying to get in there i'm like you see me and he just started to prophesy over people prophesy over people and he kept looking at my row and then he walked away and he kept looking at my row my friend the whole time he's going look at this guy i bet you he's got an earpiece yeah i bet you he's you know he got some info on the way and i can't believe we're even here this is unbelievable and then he calls some other people ahead And uh, he starts to pray for them. They started to fall down under the power of the Holy Spirit. We still believe this is legit. Yes, it has been misused. Yes, people can get weird. But my dad taught me, son, you got so much sin in your life. You don't need to spend time judging who's really getting ministered to when that happens. Okay, so so people start getting laid out in the power of the Holy Spirit. My friend's like, this is unbelievable. What a joke. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, Lord, really? This is your plan? You should have asked me what to do. I would have told you. (laughs) And he stops, and he takes two steps up, he looks at my road, and he goes, you, pointing to my friend. My friend looks at me, he goes, he ain't pointing at me. And he goes, I want you to come up here, young man. And my friend goes, really? I said, hey, it's fake. You got nothing to worry about. Why are, you all, why are you getting all shaky now? Where's that gangster that was pre-service? Go ahead. He's a huckster. My friend walked up there, and this kind elderly man is now going to heaven to be with Jesus. He laid his hand on his head. he said, son, God has a plan for you. And he started to tell things about his life that nobody could have told him. Only that man and God knew. And my friend, before he knew it, he was on his back looking up at the ceiling. I was right next to him. He looked at me and he couldn't get the words out. He was trying to apologize. I said, my friend, do not apologize. Welcome to the power of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't need your permission. He doesn't care if you approve or not. God loves you so much that if you would just open up your heart for a moment, You can know what it means. What do you need to let go of tonight so that the Holy Spirit can take control? Where is there something in your life that logic has gripped it to the point where you no longer believe it's real? Maybe you've been praying for your loved one to get saved. It's been years now. Pray again. Maybe you've been on every altar call somebody's given. You don't feel like there's change in your life. The Holy Spirit is working. You're getting better whether you know it or not. This is what our God does. We're done. I got six minutes. That's a big clock. I feel like Judah and Mike got more time, though, Rich. It's like, Carl, because they're better. (laughs) i just throw this out there real quick. The, the power of the Holy Spirit, by the way, it's not a substitute for hard work. It's simply what makes our hard work supernatural work. Because there's this whole line of teaching where people will hear stuff like this. and are like, finally, the Holy Spirit. Every Holy Spirit conference I've ever been to right now, especially in our country, I feel like it's all revolved around like just... just. Like the longer we dance weirdly, the more God will move. you can bark, I'll drop gold dust, and we're just going to wait for God to do it. And it's funny to me because that stuff, I don't have a problem with that stuff. I just know my Bible. And people always attach waiting and chilling to the Holy Spirit stuff. And I'm going, do you read about the same Holy Spirit that I'm reading about? Because there are people here who are like, yep, the Holy Spirit's going to do it. The Holy Spirit's going to do it. He's going to do it. Well, that's great. If you're a student in here and you have a big exam coming up, you can speak in tongues all over that exam all you want. But if you have not studied, you're going to fail. You can sit there over that and think, Should have bought a Honda Honda, bought a should have, should have. You will. fail. you have not studied? Holy Spirit, just help my microphone. Rich and Don Cherie didn't show up to, you know, this part of Miami and go, Holy Spirit, go to work. No, you know what they did? They did natural, practical work year in and year out, and the Holy Spirit attaches his super to your natural, and before you know it, people start calling you gifted and special, and really all you did was do exactly what's in front of you, and the Holy Spirit attached his power to it, and you look special. Yeah. My goal in life is to find as many things as I can to attach my natural and just hope that the Holy Spirit breathes on it. Only has to be an ordinary Monday if you want it to be. That's the beauty of being a Christian. I don't need a promotion. I don't need a vacation. I have the Holy Spirit. He is the advocate. He is the way maker. He is the chain breaker. So I'm going to walk up to work today and I'm going to believe that this could be a day where the Holy Spirit moves. be a day where you repeat what mike preached earlier and just talk about doing the faithful things in the little things you know that the holy spirit is working in ways you cannot know i mean it's like getting up here tonight i did not get up here and just hope that the holy spirit's gonna move No, i did what i always do when i preach which is sit there in front of a bible and go lord there's no way that my broken self can communicate about you a perfect savior these words will fail, these gifts will fail. But, Holy Spirit, I'm begging you to take this average sermon and bless amazing people who desperately need you. You know what God does when He hears those prayers? He blesses businesses and He touches a marriage and He looks at a corner of Miami and says, You know what? There's some faithful people over here who are doing what they do week in and week out. I'm gonna, oh my gosh. I want to encourage somebody tonight who is tired of working hard, keep believing that the Holy Spirit's going to move. We're not in here tonight praying for the Holy Spirit to move. We know he's moving. We need to stop asking God to get behind what we're doing. Start asking the Holy Spirit to lead us behind what God has already set up for us to do. Okay, we're done. Team, come on up here. I'm kidding. I know you guys have been here for like 10 10 minutes. Is that a Wu-Tang shirt? Shout out to Wu-Tang. Here's what you can expect. And then we're going to close this in two minutes, give or take seven. Should you believe me tonight, and the Holy Spirit opens this up to you, here's what you can expect. Can't expect a new job necessarily, can't expect new relationships, but you can expect power to boldly be a witness despite your weakness. That can be your expectation tonight if we do what we're about to do, which is say, Holy Spirit, fill us up like we've never known. You can expect to leave here and feel boldness and power to be a witness despite your weakness. And I want you to turn if you still have your Bible on you. I want you to go to Acts chapter 2. It is hot up here in these lights. And I don't have time to go back to Pentecost. This is after the Holy Spirit fell on a bunch of ordinary people. I'm going to pick up the story about halfway to Acts chapter 2, verse 14. It says this. This is after they were told to go wait in a room and the the ceiling opened up and tongues of fire dropped and people started to speak in tongues that they have never known. And we pick up the story here. It says, Peter stood up with the 11 apostles and he shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, my fellow Jews and the residents of South Beach. You need to clearly understand what's happening here. These people are not drunk like you think they are for it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. He'd obviously never been to New York or Miami because they get it cracking early. This is the fulfillment of what was prophesied. This is what I will do in the last days. I will pour out my spirit on everybody and cause your sons and your daughters to prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will experience dreams from God. The Holy Spirit will come upon all my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I will reveal startling signs and wonders in the sky above and the mighty miracles on the earth below. Blood. And fire and pillars of clouds will appear, for the sun will be turned dark, and the moon blood red before that great and awesome appearance of the day of the Lord. But everybody who calls on my name will be saved. I'm gonna skip to the response of what happens. Go back and read the rest of that sermon, because it's epic. And then Peter says this when they when they heard the when they heard the words, they were crushed. And they realized what they'd done to Jesus. Deeply moved, they said to Peter and the other apostles, what do we need to do, brothers? And Peter replied, repent, return to God, and each one of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus, the anointed one, to have your sins removed. Then you may take hold of the gift of the Holy Spirit. For God's promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your families and for those yet to be born and for everybody whom the Lord calls to himself. Peter preached to them. And he warned them with these words, be rescued from the wayward and perverse culture of the world. And those who believed the word that day numbered 3,000. And they were all baptized and added to the church. Come on, somebody, this is crazy. So I'm going to finish as fast as I can. But I believe our calling is the same. Different ways to occupy our streets, but our calling is to be a witness. Our job on this earth is to witness to what Jesus has done. But here we see a man stepping up boldly to be a witness and I've learned over the years pastoring a church that the devil is active in what a lawyer would call witness tampering. Which is where somebody is supposed to testify in a court case and they've got an eyewitness account but somebody gets to them ahead of time and tells them don't say it. They get intimidated and they get pushed down and before you know it that case is supposed to go to trial and they can't find the witness because they've been tampered with. They got intimidated. Do you know what is happening all over our country today? There are Christians who are ready to step up, but the devil has been active with his tampering, and there are people who almost believe that God can use them, but the devil starts going to work. Wait until conference is over. You're going to be the real you. Wait until you get some sort of role in church. Then they're going to find out where you've been. You might as well just sit back and clap for somebody else. Somebody else has a dream, and before you know it, why would you dream now? You've already wasted so many days. You might as well just sit back and enjoy the ride because your life isn't going anywhere. Before you know it, we've got all these people ready to step up and be a witness, but the devil starts to go to work. You know what the Holy Spirit does? He reminds you of the things that Jesus has already said. So the moment the tamper comes into play, You're able to throw back the words of Jesus because what we have now, we've gone from the whosoevers can make a difference back to the chosen few theology. It used to be the whosoevers, but now it's like man of God, woman of God, special guy, highly gifted. This guy's rich. This guy has a lot of theology. It used to be anybody who was willing to be a witness God would use, which leads me to highlight this man Peter one more time at this conference because you need to know the guy who gave that message maybe in your mind you got an old school T.D. Jakes fisherman like guy who's just preaching and he's amazing but if you don't know your Bible this guy who preached this sermon that set the early church on fire a couple months prior he fell through some water because he didn't trust Jesus enough a couple months prior he cut off a dude's ear and then a couple months prior he denied Jesus not once not twice that's the kind of graphics and effects we need in church I gotta believe that in this moment where Peter heard the call to go preach this sermon I gotta believe that he would have looked around and been like me really I, I, I'm the guy who's gonna go do this like really this People know who I am. I bet you he was like, I got to be careful out there because the guy whose ear I cut off, he could be. But there was something inside of him where he just said, hey, if the Holy Spirit's telling me to do this, I got to do this. And he stood up and he was a witness to who our God is and what he can do. And we are still reaping the benefits of one witness who refused to be held back because of who he used to be and what he used to do. Are you trying to tell me tonight that God cannot use your broken life and use your messed up story to be a witness to the perfect God who is available to anybody who will listen? That is my question. Oh, my gosh. I got to stop because this microphone's going to quit either way. But I'm going to hand this back over to Rich. And I just want to pray for you, if that's all right. Anybody get anything out of this? I know it was a an hour of my favorite part of the Holy Spirit is that this phrase free refills applies to everybody i don't care how bougie you are how rich you are if you go to a restaurant and they say refills are for free people pull out thermoses because it's like amazing if you are dry and empty tonight you do not have to stay that way free refills the holy spirit's here if you have never been filled with the holy spirit hey welcome to the water that does not run dry this is your night to leave here with more faith and more passion and more courage and more boldness than you have ever known. All it takes is one request. Lord, fill me up! Is there anybody in here who is desperate for God to fill you till overflow? If you are dry, if you are empty, if you feel like your faith is low, lift your hands. If you have never been baptized in the power of the Holy Spirit, tonight is your night. God has withheld nothing! And you got the right to ask him tonight, say, fill me up, Lord. Just begin to pray. Just begin to pray. Then we're going to sing whatever y'all got. So come on up here, Luke. We're going to sing it together. Father, as we lift up hands tonight that are desperate for you, I pray tonight you would impart gifts, you would stir up faith, you would open up eyes, you would enlarge people's vision, you would remind people that God is for us, not against us, and Miami would never be the same because of it, Lord. We pray tonight that you would have your way. We are open, and we are available, and Lord, we ask you to pour it out in Jesus' name. If you believe it, lift up a shout of praise in this place.